You're listening to Head Table Talk. I'm your host with all the toasts, Meredith. Each week, I bring you wedding news, hot takes, and stories about working in the wedding industry. Sit back, relax, and prepare your toasts. Hello, 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 Head Table Talkers. I am back with another great episode this week. We have Tyson with Marquee Events, and it's honestly such a pleasure to talk to him. Every time I get to see him, it's always so fun to chat about the industry with him, and he is really just a genius when it comes to the entertainment side of wedding industry things. So, no hot takes today. I just wanted to jump right into this episode because I love it so much. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Beloved The Shop. Beloved is a curated collection of women's elevated basics and versatile styles. When you shop with Beloved, you know you are working with a company that truly has heart. I mean, love is in their name and literally everything they do. With things from everyday essentials, adorable accessories, and 18 karat gold jewelry, Beloved is your one-stop shop for a capsule wardrobe. I recently got some products from Beloved and to say I'm obsessed is an understatement. The pieces are high quality, so comfortable, and reasonably priced. You can take advantage of their prices and more by using the code HTT10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That's code HTT10 at checkout. Shop today at BelovedTheShop.com and on Instagram. Pick up an Ankeny and fast shipping available. On today's podcast, we have Tyson of Marquee Events. Tyson began DJing at the age of 17 and has used that time to perfect the art of wedding entertainment. After a decade in the business, Tyson took some time to focus on his family, but the buzz of weddings came calling back to him in 2020. Tyson set out to raise the standard for DJ entertainment, and he has done just that. Welcome to the head table, one of the best DJs in the Midwest, Tyson. Hello. Hi, Meredith. Great to be with you. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I got the joy of being across from you during the Des Moines wedding show. So I got to look at your cold sparks all day and we just got to chat. And yeah, it was really fun and entertaining to just get to chat with you. And I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. And that show was a lot of fun and a really busy show. It was busy. So I kind of gave a very brief overview about kind of who you are and what you do. Can you kind of tell our listeners in your own words how you got started in the wedding industry? Sure. Well, I'd, I'd like to say that the place Marquee Events is in is in my D version two. Okay. I Yeah, I had started actually as a DJ in high school, I think because at that time I was the kid as a 15 and 16 year old that had the most CDs going way, way back. That's dated <laughs> a little bit, but I started there and found some love for that and started my first entertainment company when I was coming out of high school, believe it or not. And, wow. and then through college, I would in that business DJ for weddings and proms and really every kind of an event that I could uh, could get at that time and and um, perfected the craft a little bit, made a lot of mistakes, but did a few things right over those years and those events. And then as my life changed a little bit, I, I realized my corporate career was, was getting really busy and, and life was different. And I ended up selling my company mm. 
at a time when I was thriving and I was about as busy as I could be, but felt that was the right thing to do then and literally just walked away from the industry. And it was then in the, the beginning of COVID as my wife and I had more time together, mm-hmm. we were talking about, and she she had mentioned how I had always seemed to have this passion, and I, we would talk about weddings, and when we would attend weddings, I would tell her what I would do differently if I was to DJ again, mm-hmm. the ideas I had, and she sparked my she sparked the creation of marquee events when she said, well, maybe you should think about doing this again. And at the time I thought, really? I don't, <laughs> yeah, but life was different. And it was through some, some soul searching and some discussion that I got really passionate again and motivated to bring up a, a new kind of entertainment brand to the, the Des Moines market and really um, put a new creative spin and a modern spin on that traditional DJ experience that I thought the market really needed. So it was during COVID that marquee events as a brand was born Mm. and was as my now DJ journey version two. Yeah. That's so cool that you've like, I don't want to, to make this sound like a diss, but like you've been around so long, you've seen all the different ways that the industry has evolved, you know, how was it like when you started, like, were you working mainly with like, like you said, re- CDs, records to now it's all digitized? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, everything was CDs then. And, and I, and I, and I sure hope that that doesn't date me a little bit, but I think <laughs> that that experience that I bring to my couples is having been around for a while, but yet still being able to bring a really fresh and modern mm-hmm. and energetic style to what we do and into what I do is is what I what really gets me excited. But yeah, that's probably changed the most. The, the music is in how we procure the music is so different now in, yeah. in downloading versus carrying around music and <laughs> any DJ that's been around for a while has has gone through that transition. So your load might be a little bit lighter now than it used to be. It's a little easier on the back. I'll say that. (laughs) That's always good to hear. (laughs) So you started DJing, like you said, like you were in high school. Did you just kind of know back then, like, okay, like this is what I want to do? Or was it just something that kind of fell into your lap as a career? Well, yeah, it it was definitely something that I was just passionate about and and knew I wanted to be around. I, 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 I didn't necessarily set it as a career, but I was active in a lot of things at that time. I was in theater and I was in music and, uh, and, and I actually went to college to be a radio DJ and a oh, sports cool. announcer initially. <laughs> so it, it was, it was that environment that, that got me excited. And you know, my, my main corporate career took me a little bit of a different direction. And I, I realized as I spent some time in the radio booth in college that being locked in this booth and looking through a, a glass panel at one person just didn't didn't bring me enough of that connection of of being in front of people and 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 live. So I, I went a little bit of a different direction there, but that was the genesis of yeah. it, or the the spark, I guess. Where does the name Marquee Events come from? What sparked that name specifically? 
You might be the first person that's asked me that question. I love that. Oh. The, the, the word marquee to me has always meant something special. You know, as I think of a, of a marquee performer or a marquee event, it's, it's, a, it's something that's elevated. It's something that's a highlight. And I wanted the, my brand to reflect that in that what we do is different. It's not yeah. like, you know, our experience is not like every traditional wedding DJ experience that people have seen. It's different. It, it, and we put more polish and, and more of a premium feel to that. And that was really the, the design of wanting our clients to feel like hiring marquee mm. events was going to bring a, a different feel and a different vibe to their event. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I think marquee, I think of like, you know, like. Hollywood, seeing your name up in the lights. And that does just kind of bring like an elevated level of, of experience. And so I love that that's the, the yeah. meaning behind it. Cause I mean, that's what the name conveys. So you've yeah. done a great job of that for sure. And at the same time, I would say that you ne never was my intention to position what we do as, as being the headliner. You know, mm -hmm. I, I always tell all of our couples, the focus is going to be on them mm -hmm. and not us, but yet what we're adding to the experience is elevating the entire event for them. It's not about us as the marquee performer. Right. It's just a different environment for the spotlight to be on the bride and groom. Yeah. What do you think are some things that like people might not know that a DJ does on a wedding day? Yeah, I think the the under under recognized thing is that and, and for a long time, DJs are a little bit like wedding coordinator, mm -hmm. wedding planner, all wrapped in one. Mm -hmm. And and that's the part that I think maybe people don't always realize we do or, or that we should be doing. If mm -hmm. DJs aren't doing that, they should be, in my view, is yeah, agreed. <laughs> is is really not only being the MC of the, the announcements throughout the night, but really ensuring that the timeline is on schedule, ensuring that all of the, the other vendors are where they need mm -hmm. to be and, and really being a coordinator of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I, my favorite DJs to work with are the ones that can kind of read a room and be like, okay, like people are getting antsy for, you know, maybe dessert or toast to start and being able to, you know, adjust the schedule on the fly to be able to make sure that it seems, you know, smooth and, and seamless. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know like as a photographer, like I've worked with some DJs where it's like, all right, dances should be starting. And the DJs over at the photo booth, like taking pictures. I'm like, okay. So the fact that you acknowledge that and I mean, it's it really does just elevate the experience so much. Well, and even little things like making sure before we would start the milestone dances or before we would make toasts, the little things like making sure the bride and groom's parents mm -hmm. are in the room and that the entire wedding party is there or that, in your case, the photographer is positioned for the grand entrance photos or the videographer is aware of what's going on. You know, that that's always been really important to me is to make sure that all the, the mm -hmm. people are there. So those moments are, are really maximized because yeah. they come, they come and go so quickly. 
You're right. I mean, if you don't catch them, that's one thing that we preach a lot on this podcast is like vendors working together on the day to serve the couple as a unit. You know, like we are all our own businesses and our own entities, but being able to, you know, not be selfish with our time and, you know, just make sure that everybody is on the same page can really, I mean, it's just the best way to serve couples, honestly. You're totally right. And I subscribe to that same (laughs) philosophy. (laughs) Appreciate that. Do you have any wedding day rituals before you go to a wedding? Well, my rituals start more when I arrive, I think, Mm -hmm. than before. As I was thinking about that, you know, for me, it's really about always arriving super early, Mm -hmm. earlier than I need to be, because I've around enough to know that inevitably things happen. Mm -hmm. And 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 things take more time than you might need than you might guess so i I, that's number one is i'm always there well in advance and what we just talked about was my other ritual or or habit i guess you might also say too is to make sure before doors open that if i can i've connected with the photography team the cinema team the the parents of both the bride and the groom, if I can, and just make connections and establish rapport with them. You know, that those are, those are my, I guess, rituals that I like to get checked off before the event starts. Kind of get grounded first. For sure. You came back in 2020 doing weddings. Um, How do you feel that weddings have changed, you know, since you started, how they've modernized or where kind of it's trending towards as far as your aspect of a wedding day goes? Yeah, I think one of the the biggest differences is just the, the lack of maybe all of the formalities. Mm. So many couples that I work with now are are really pretty streamlined in, in the activities that they want during the night, you know, even to the point where the bouquet toss is uncommon anymore. The mm-hmm. garter toss is certainly, if not completely gone, almost gone with the couples that I work for. And so there's, I, I think the, the trend is to create more of a, of a dance floor event and let the music mm-hmm. drive that versus games and and activities during the event that's so interesting to hear because you know i typically don't stay around as a photographer to see the the bouquet toss or the garter toss because usually they happen a little bit later in the evening so i i'm not privy to that information so it's interesting to hear you say that because i've had a hunch that they've kind of been going out but didn't know for sure yeah definitely and and even more so you know, I have a lot of couples that that tell us that they want to create almost a nightclub kind mm-hmm. of a vibe in in how they want their dance floor to feel. And and that term nightclub, I think, can be a scary term to some. <laughs> if you don't, you, you know, you you might think that means something really loud and really ostentatious. But mm-hmm. the way we're delivering that is in a super elegant, classy way that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. but yet is is modern and is really driven by the music and the the mixing style of keeping the music flowing from one song to the next. I think modern couples now are so used to the way modern DJs perform mm-hmm. 
that that expectation at private events is now a lot different than it was even 10 or 15 years ago. So the expectation that the DJ can move from song to song flawlessly and even quick mix the best part of a song and then move on to the next song is, is the biggest change. Do you kind of have that in the back of your mind already? Like, okay, I know these two songs flow together really well, or is that something that you kind of just do on the fly? Yeah, well, uh, there's there's some that is maybe a little bit pre-programmed where I have sets or combinations of songs that I know work really well together and blend nicely. But most of it is that most of it is on the fly for me as I'm reading the room. Mm. But yet knowing I want to be trying to bring a minute and a half or two minutes of a song, maybe at most. And a lot of times even less than that. So we're bringing in uh, the song that the part of the song that everyone knows, keeping the energy really high and then moving on to the next song. And and that is a big part of the art of keeping a dance floor full Mm -hmm. is not really letting people leave through a song playing too long or Mm -hmm. fading it out. And then the next song fading in, we're, we're bringing a really modern, almost club kind of style to the way we're, we're putting the music set together. I like that because it's not like, okay, song's over. Everybody's clapping. Let's play the next song. It, like you said, just kind of streamlining it into the, you know, playing the parts of the song that people know and then going to the next song, playing that part that people know. That is a great way to keep people out on the dance floor and keeping the night going and full of energy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, so the biggest trend is that couples are used to listening to mashups or, mixes on Spotify or YouTube and they think that and they believe and they and rightfully they should that any great DJ they hire for their private event it should sound the same as that that's so cool um what are you seeing as far as like trends with if you're seeing any kind of trends different trends with like first dances or like those spotlight milestone dances anything there yeah well I, the the trends I'm seeing is that couples are are wanting those moments to be a little bit shorter mm. meaning we're rarely do we play the entire song for a father daughter dance or a mother and son dance we're editing those to be two ish minutes long rather than maybe playing the whole song now the the bride and groom first dance milestone song still i think is a little bit yeah. more the trend is to play that all the way through and to maximize that. That's one of the trends. The, the other trend that is new is, is going into the, the mother, son, father, daughter as a prelude to mm-hmm. the bride and groom dancing their first song together mm-hmm. and ending the, the special dances with the bride and groom as a way to kick off the rest of the party rather than traditionally thinking, well, the bride and groom dance is always first. That's been a, a really cool trend that I've been using and and having a lot of great results with. And couples have been loving that too, that it just a little different in terms of the timeline. Do you think people are loving that because like people are more inclined to join the bride and groom out on the dance floor rather than like a parent dance or like it's just more attention on them? What do you feel is is the benefit of that? Yeah, I think the, the biggest benefit is that 
it opens up the dance floor in a more organic way. Mm -hmm. When the bride and groom finish their first song and the dance floor opens, sometimes maybe it's a slow song or other times it's a, it's a party banger. The crowd is, is already, they're just more prone to join the bride and groom there than leave them standing in the middle of the dance floor by themselves. (laughs) So they're excited to get with the couple and celebrate them. And that, I think, brings a ton of energy to the beginning of the dancing portion of the night. Yeah. What is the best meal you have ever had at a wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I always the- ask, I'm always curious about this. I Every vendor w- is lying to you if they say that the food isn't one of their favorite parts of the day. So what is some of the best food you've had? Oh, the, the food is great. And and I, I don't know that I could can pin it to an exact meal, but I, I'm really lucky to get to play in a lot of really amazing venues and work with caterers in venues that are really, really great. Uh, I have a great clients, I should say that, and that clients that treat their guests really well. And that usually means great food every night that I go out and play. And great dessert too. Oh yeah. Oh, I've had to limit myself on those desserts sometimes because it can be dangerous. <laughs> if you're eating, you know, delicate or a decadent piece of cake every weekend, it's it. My sweet tooth would get way too out of control. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I I have to manage that a little bit too. But the as great as the food is, the downside is that I'm usually eating pretty quickly because. Mm-hmm we're trying to get ready and, and make sure that we're not rushed as we move into toasts or the milestone moments. So it, it's usually a, a, a pretty quick bite for me. Yeah, for sure. As like a photographer or a videographer, what are some things that we can do as vendors to help make your job a little bit easier or go more smoothly? Yeah, I always love it when the video and cinema teams introduce themselves mm. uh, to me when they arrive, if they have an opportunity. And I know that that's not always easy to do that you're, you're moving, trying to get special shots. But I think that those connections at the beginning are really important and, and just help give me confidence then that I'm doing the best and that we're all in sync. Yeah. So, you know, going back to that, that philosophy of really trying to think of, of it as we're all one team we're, we're all on the same team rather than we're right. We're providing separate services. Mm-hmm. No, that's one thing. And, yeah. you know, I, I think especially with one thing that helps us as DJs is when cinema people need to access our sound and our mixing mm-hmm. board is to just let us know in advance, you know, to, to do that early rather than three minutes before the dances start asking to patch into our mixer is, is right. the, the worst time to ask. <laughs> I mean, we, we make it happen, but it, right. it, just adds, it adds more stress mm-hmm. than if, if we were to take care of that earlier. Yeah. I would also like to, to say that your production itself is just so cool. I know um, you do like the cold sparks and things like that. And it's just, it's so cool. And it really does elevate and make the night feel more of like that, that party atmosphere. How would you say like the biggest like changes of your production has, has come about? Well, when I started Marquee, I knew that I wanted to bring a lot of different enhancement options. Mm my menu. And I, and I did that because in a lot of bigger 
metro markets around the country, the the production is 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 typically bigger. Yeah. The the trend, and I think that's coming to the Midwest a little more now. But these these production elements have been very popular in bigger parts of the country, Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to be on the leading edge of that and to have a lot of different options for couples that that other DJs didn't have to, to create that modern feel, but also to kind of set ourselves, set Marquee up as a company that, that was a great fit for couples that wanted to go big yeah. and do creative things and throw parties that are, that are really memorable and different and, right. and upscale. I always tell people like when they're planning a wedding, besides like the photography, you know, that's the thing that makes you remember the whole day. But the thing that your guests are going to remember the most are like the entertainment, the food and the bride's dress. Like those are the things to pay attention to. And your like production is just so cool. So I have to, you know, applaud you on on what you've done because it's so fun to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, we, we put a lot of work into that, not only creating something that that has a lot of production impact, but at the same time looks beautiful mm-hmm. and elegant. That's been a big focus of of the marquee brand is something that looks really classy and, and doesn't look uh, or, or almost looks more like furniture or looks built mm-hmm. in the, the beauty of the venue. Right. I love that. Well, Tyson, it's been amazing chatting with you. Where can our listeners find you at online? Our website is marqueeeventsiowa.com. And we've got videos of our performances there. We've got reviews from couples, pictures of all those enhancements that we offer. Uh, I think a really nice website, couples can find us there. Yeah, I was looking at it and it's gorgeous. Amazing job. Um, At the end of every episode, we always toast to something in the last week that has made us laugh, given us a smile or just something upcoming that we're excited about. So I'm going to toast first and then I'll have you toast after that. Perfect. Let's do it. So I'm actually going to toast to my dad this week. It is his birthday tomorrow. And I feel like this is, it makes sense for this episode. He turned 64 and he's a big Beatles fan. So we've always been excited for, you know, when I'm 64. So I'm toasting to my dad's 64th year of life. I love it. Love the music connection there too. Yeah, we've been excited for it for a while. So it's finally here. How about you? What are you toasting to? I'm going to toast to my family, my wife and my two kids who are 12 and 9. And I'd like to toast to them because they they give up a lot of their time with me to allow uh, marquee events to to function and allow me to give my energy to the couples that we have the privilege of working for. And at the same time, we have a vacation coming up in at spring break, and we're going skiing. So I am I'm toasting to my, my time with them in about a month as we do that as a family for the time they give me to really build the marquee brand. That's awesome. Well, it's been so great to have you on. I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. Thank you, Meredith. It's been awesome being with you. Yeah. All right, listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we will be back next week for another great episode. (laughs) 